Awesome. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Realtor Hacks, Tips, and Tricks. I am one of your hosts, Hallie McCrory, uh, realtor and team lead in San Angelo, Texas, in Dallas, Texas, uh, known for selling 100 homes a year in a small town, uh, coach for the Tarek El Musa Real Estate Group, and we also um, you know, do a lot of stuff with Empower Real Estate Group. That's my team. And I've got my lovely co-host on, Casey Styers, the downtown guru of Raleigh, North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina real estate agent. She not only works Raleigh, but uh, the beach towns as well, pretty much whole state. Uh, very, yeah, residential, commercial, investing. She does it all. And then we have on our uh, show today from Sirhan Agency, it's John Shaughnessy. Is that how I pronounce it? You got it. Awesome. I just want to make sure. Um, yeah. And so he helps a lot with their team, uh, social media and branding for a lot of the Sir Hant Pro members um, came on to help with a lot of their, their sales and stuff too. So we're super excited to have him on. Um, Casey it was actually the connection here for this as she's been mentored by the Sir Hant group for, for what, like three years now? Years. And then I went pro and then they lined me up with this amazing person, John. <laughs> yes. Love yeah. it. And I love it too, because, um, uh, well, in, I guess another little part of our intro, Casey and I are both doing American Dream TV and she's, you know, had just so like a lot of the best, uh, well, I guess in spirit of our podcast, she's, uh, you know, had a lot of hacks, tips and tricks from you, John. So we're excited to have you on today. Where are you joining us from? New York? Yeah, I'm excited to be here. Correct. I'm over in New York. I'm in my... Uh, Hidden in my apartment right now. It's a bit rainy outside. But oh man, right in Midtown Manhattan. Glad <laughs> that went on to you. It was here Saturday. So. <laughs> yep. Yeah, we inherited it. Yeah. So, John, uh, if you don't mind, give us a little bit of your your background. I mean, what got you into? Were you always in real estate, and then you know dove into the marketing side, or marketing and then real estate? Uh, give us a little bit of your story. Yeah, for sure. So it was it was more of the latter, right? So I came from a marketing background before pivoting over into the real estate and sales stage. Mm -hmm. um, so my my first job, um, my first kind of like shot at career was on the marketing agency side of things. So I started off kind of just as a strategist, like for an agency, getting acquainted with bigger brands and really just learning the marketing landscape in general. I, I came from a startup background. Um, which was great because I was learning, you know, not only social, but digital, you know, out of home print marketing, really like soup to nuts, every single marketing channel for clients. Um, and then I kind of began to have a specialization. So I focused in on working with influencer and social, um, you know, develop my own roster of accounts uh, and kind of was within that world for a few years up until, you know, before I made the switch over to join the Sirhan team, you know, I was running influencer campaigns and, um, you know, affiliate campaigns for, for massive brands. So Hugo Boss, Spanx, Blue Bottle Coffee, they were all clients of ours. Um, and I was really their day to day on the influencer and social side. And then I came over to join Ryan now about three years ago uh -huh. um, in the uh, exactly what you'd said in our in our Sell Like Sirhan division. So okay. uh, Sell Like Sirhan, which is really you know one of my favorite books yeah yeah it started out as a book and and we you know again it was like from startup to startup we went from 
you know, being exactly what that was, a book to a course, now a community of over 15,000 agents um, across the globe. And so that's been a really fun journey, um, being a part of the team to help scale that, you know, from a marketing and social standpoint as well. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, I've touched a lot of things in between all of that. You know, Sherhan, we're a relatively new company, despite how, you know, great our branding is. Yes. Um, there's been a lot of opportunity within to just kind of, you know, touch everything. Um, and so it's been a really great experience to, to work with the team and help scale um, from being that startup to now being this brokerage that's la launching all across the East Coast. Yeah. Um, and so that leads me to kind of where I am right now, right? Which is just working in brand strategy for the company. And then I also am now, you know, full-time on, on sales as well. So I'm a part of the sales team selling and doing all of that here in Manhattan. And that's great. Um, but yeah, happy to chat more and, and dive into specifics, but awesome. Awesome. My timeline for you. Okay. And let me put your, I'm going to put your, um, information up. So as we talk, um, get rid of that. Uh, so if you guys have any, you know, off offline questions that you want to ask John, I've got his information at the bottom, um, email and also Instagram too. So, um, yeah, let's, let's dive in a little bit more. Um, so I guess, uh, Tell us more about like, or any like hacks, tips and tricks around like the social media. Like what, what are you, what are the, like the trends that you're seeing um, going into end of 2023 and beginning of 2024 that agents should really be focused on? Yeah. Great, great question. And I think, you know, what I see is something that's not necessarily a new trend, but I think it's a trend that we really have been ignoring as a collective. Mm -hmm. um, you know, when we, when we think about trends on social, we think like, what are the easiest ways for me to grow my audience? And then we're hoping that there's going to be some new easy way to like mm -hmm. do it a lot more quickly, right? Yes. Um, but I think the biggest trend, uh, if someone really wants to like grow, um, is just consistency. Um, and so consistency with short form video is probably the most important. Mm -hmm. Um, and that's something that is what's really going to help you scale when it comes to leveraging TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, you know, all of these social platforms have that in common right now where they're just pushing short form video. Yes. Um, but it doesn't stop with one video or two videos every week. Like you need to build up a cadence and a consistency to be on these platforms daily. We're working on that. <laughs> yeah, I know we are, but in, it's, it's every one right you know we like we see creators or like i want to be like them like we think of ryan for example we're like wow he has been able to sell you know and sell sell through social get major clients through social but when you look at his accounts what's the one thing that you will always see is consistency it's it's never like four days ago or six days ago was his last interaction on the platform it's it's six hours ago um, you know, and so yeah. really just making sure that you're staying top of mind, um, that's what will really help you grow. And I think we also all just have to overcome that fear of that we're being annoying or cringy. Like you only live once, like this is your career. This is a yeah. tool that's proven to work for you. Um, and so, you know, we have to just leave that at the door and understand that like, if we want to make this work, we have to put in the work ourselves. And, yep. you know, if no one's, if they're not going to support us then they'll mute us or they're unfollow us, but the reward is so much greater than the risk. Yes. So with the consistency and, and a short form video, um, are you, is that going to be like specific to like the person? Let's, let's say like Casey, for example, like, 
does it always need to be like her, 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 like her face, even when it's, you know, like you're trying to promote a listing. Like I know with Ryan, a lot of times when he's promoting a listing, he's in there. It's not just mm -hmm. like a video of the house. You know, it, he gets his personal kind of brand in there too. Is that what you guys, is that what you typically suggest or can you have kind of a mix of stuff where it's not just you? Um, yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. No, and I get it. And I think, I think a mixture is important, but I would say, you know, when you're we're referencing Ryan as an example, and he's always in the content um, for his personal accounts, right? Think about it as like when you're building your personal brand, um, you know, you don't want to always just be posting content that isn't very you centric because then I'm not getting a sense of what it's like to work with you. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't really know who you are and there's nothing that's differentiating you now from another broker or another client that could have came into this property and an open house, um, yeah. and taking the same video. Like there's nothing that's showing me that, you know, there's a reason why I should be following you. Right. Um, of course, like some of those like really great pieces of content that, highlight listings and community really well, don't always need to involve you. Um, but for the most part, correct, your content should be very you centric in terms of being present um, in it, whether it's in your photos or in your video tours, your walkthroughs, um, you know, even when it comes to like collateral, right? So marketing material for agents when they're doing a yeah. property tour, it's so much nicer to have like a face and a voice guiding you through that mm -hmm. versus just a slideshow of clips of that property because maybe that property isn't for me. Um, but now I'm getting a sense of what it's like to work with you if I wanted to work with you on something else. Yeah. Uh, but I might have still come across that specific apartment or home in my search. And that also will prompt me to then reach out to that character. You know, when we, when we think about people that we follow on social media or content creators, the thing that they all have in common is like we're following them because we love their personality and their style of content. And then you do have that like subset of like, you know, architectural digest like style accounts where maybe they're not specific to a specific person, um, but they're specific to a larger brand. Yeah. Um, and so that's what's like great to mirror on the brokerage side, right? Yeah. If you look at the Sirhan accounts, we take that like architectural digest, you know, approach and we're showcasing our different agents, different teams and different properties. But when it comes to building up you as an individual, you need to be consistently present in your content. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How do, how do you, do you help people like kind of figure out that style of, of how they can kind of show their personality too? Like, um, yeah, a hundred percent. I feel like you that's know, almost the hardest part. Yeah. And so it's so funny. One, one thing I forgot to mention too, is like outside of the real estate and sales world. So one of my other clients is Jess King. I don't know if you're a Peloton user mm -hmm. or a Peloton fan, but she's a Peloton instructor. Okay. Um, and so I work with her on her personal brand development and, and, um, you know, brand partnerships as well. And so like, you know, it's different for everyone. Um, but what's funny is like one thing that I really learned from her and I think is something that I've been able to apply to other clients is like when we're approaching social, like you don't want to kind of just like create this like brand that you think you need to give across. If it doesn't come across authentic, then like it's going to come across fake or forced. Yeah. Um, and so what I always say is like, when you're going to post something, there's three things that you have to check off. Um, and there are going to be exceptions to this rule, right? But if you want to grow and you want to, you know, grow your accounts and also be like consistent, you need to make sure that your content is shareable. 
you're thinking like, I'm posting this, right? Is my target just the person that's following me? Or is this something that, you know, one of my followers might be driven to share with someone else? So is this piece of content shareable? Is this piece of content valuable? Am I offering something of value where they're learning something, um, they're gaining some valuable insight, or they feel like this was a valuable use of their time, whether it's 15 seconds or, or 45 seconds when they're watching a piece of content. And we also can't forget that entertainment is value. So even if it is like a funny thing or a trend that maybe doesn't feel like it's, you know, offering someone educational value, like entertainment is still, is still value, still, right? Yeah. Is it shareable and is it valuable? Um, and then is it authentic? So is this reflective of me? Um, and that kind of goes into like a deeper understanding of just like what your core values are um, and, you know, like who you are in terms of the brand that you want to convey on social. But like, it's so easy to kind of just like rip off what someone else is doing. But if you're not putting your own authentic spin on it, like there's no differentiation. And I can like tell like you're uncomfortable doing this because you feel like you should do it versus letting it come naturally. Right, right. That's a uh, very... person. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> he knows the behind the scenes Lita and I did the other day um, after for American Dream, my friend that I interviewed and we had a blooper as soon as we started and we posted it and we had over like 2 million views from her page on it. Or like yeah. when she did that funny video of you on your birthday that one time and it went viral, like, that's just so you though. It was so funny. <laughs> and then I drowned her and she has hair extensions in. And it was so funny because most people laughed and some people were like, I'd never be her friend again. You need new friends. It was just funny watching everybody because they would watch parts. They would watch the first part, but not the second yeah. part. Or watch yeah. the second part. Not, and it just, the more people commented, the more it went out there. Yeah. And out another day, I just simply walked in and said, hey, to her. And she screamed, hey, girl, hey. <laughs> <laughs> like that. And then fell on the floor laughing. But it just, because I wasn't expecting that. But yeah. Yeah. So I do, um, I guess just going back on like the branding stuff though, I feel like it's, um, that that's been a big part of my success personally is having that like personal brand kind of weave into my, my business brand as well. Um, I, I just, I feel like, like you said, it really does give someone an idea of what it's like to work with you. Um, and I, I like that you added that in because I, I feel like that's something that I haven't really posted about now that I think about it. Like it's, they get an idea of what it's like to maybe what you're like, but not yeah. necessarily what it's like to work with you. So maybe that's something that I need to. Well, they'll be able, they'll be do. able to extract that if they just, you want them to feel like they can know you. You want the person that they work with and meet in person offline to be mm -hmm. the same person online. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like, um, I don't know if you guys have ever had Giselle Ugarte on the show or have worked with her. No, I need she, to though. She says a quote all the time that I think is so relevant where she talks about like the filters, right? Yeah. She's like, don't go online and put all these crazy filters. And then when they meet you in person, they're like, is this the same person that I've been talking to? Yeah. And then she, she like, it's, it's like self-deprecating humor sometimes, but she'll be like, you know, like I put all this makeup on, like, you know, I know sometimes like I look crazy, but like, this is me. So you meet me online, you're meeting the same person offline. Like, yeah super transparent and always really authentic with it. And so that's something that always resonated with me. It was like, we can't just like go on social and keep catfishing people, right? Yeah. Like we need them, especially people that we want to work with. Um, 
So you just kind of have to let your personality shine through. And like yeah. the question I always get is like, should I create a separate account for like the real estate side of me and then have my own personal account? Um, and, and some people are really adamant about still doing that, which, which it's fine. I understand sometimes you want to keep personal, personal, right? Like yeah. family, kids, like sometimes those are things where you really don't want it to be that public, but you know, there has to be some solution that you can work out yeah. because the answer is you want it to be the same because you're the same brand. You don't want to be constantly posting about real estate. You want to post about, you know, things that are authentic to you and what you love. Um, and then remind your audience about, you know, real estate yeah. and yeah. stay top of mind that way. And, um, that's, you know, that's where you'll see, you'll see the most growth. So it's, it, it's hard, um, to figure out how to like yeah. really differentiate yourself because it's like, we're all salespeople. We all are, you know, there's a lot of us that are in real estate that want to leverage social. Um, and so like the best way to just differentiate it is by being you, there's only one of you, maybe there's a thousand agents, but right. like. I want to, if, if you're fun to work with, like, you know, I'm going to be working with you for six months. Like, I just want to, I want to at least enjoy my time with you. I don't yeah. want to feel like I'm just doing something that's transactional. Right. In the business of working with people throughout their lifetimes. So yeah. And what it's like to work with you. Well, and it's, I think in real estate, that's going to be true more than ever now that there's, there's all these like different ways um, and just different ways of leveraging like referral partners and stuff too. Um, I guess, and this made me think of when you said, uh, you know, people wondering if they should do like have a separate accounts and stuff. Um, I, so I've been in the industry for four years now. I just hit my four year mark in July. Congrats. Um, and when I first got started out, I had, you know, my my personal Instagram and then I started a separate Instagram because I'm like, yeah, I'm originally from North Carolina um, have a like ton of East coast people on there. Then I moved to Texas and then, you know, I'm, I'm like thinking about it kind of small mindedly. I'm like only the people I don't like, I'm just looking to target San Angelo people mm -hmm. and I, like my just total disconnect there in my head. And so, you know, I made separate accounts. I grew my business one, um, personal one. I just, you know, did whatever I was, I really wasn't worried so much about like my personal brand on there, I guess. Yeah. Um, and I, so I grew my, my business one. Um, originally I was Hallie's homes when I was just a single agent. Now, I've, you know, then I grew a team. I converted that into my team account, uh, made that empower real estate group. So you can see on my little like headers, how I have my two ones. Um, but yeah. now I've kind of made my personal Instagram more into like my personal business. Um, and especially now, like with, with, so there's a guy through EXP that does like global, uh, global marketing where you can basically, you can sell real estate wherever. And now, like, now that I'm more in tune with like referrals and stuff, I actually can like figure out how I can co-list on stuff, even if it's not in the same state that I'm licensed in, there's just all these different creative ways. So now I'm like, really, it's just been such a, evolvement and this maybe this is something i need to chat with you offline about but it's been like so hard to think about the branding on on both sides like you know how do i have on empower real estate group how do i have um you know I, like this is kind of more of a company account now but i i try to make it more personal with like 
you know, videos with me, but then, um, you know, also our team members. And then obviously with the personal, you know, how do I weave in real estate with my, my personal stuff too. And like gradually transition, it's very confusing and very tough. And like, (laughs) I don't, it's just, it's crazy. Like, uh, I guess, do you have any advice around that? Or like, even if you're like a team leader, like how you, weave in personal stuff on more of like a corporate account team oriented account yeah, yeah. And, and so like approach i think is twofold here so on your personal mm-hmm. account we always say it's like you have these three content buckets you have your personal content you have your real estate content and then you have content that's related towards your and yes. right so something that you're passionate about that you would be doing um you know if if money didn't matter or money was no object like what's that other brand that you want to develop right because real estate's a vehicle so like what 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 do we want to accomplish in life like we should be living that out now um but then um in terms of like kind of like a company and a corporate page i mean i think what you're talking about is is 100 accurate it's just making it a bit more human um and so sometimes you know that's where consistency comes back into play whereas like if you're gonna have someone that's going to be um a character on that account right like figure out who are my cast of characters on this team because maybe not everyone on the team is like willing to put themselves out there on social and create video content but yeah. figure out who that is and that group is um and then you know think of how you're going to split that up i would say it's kind of really just like half is you know showcasing your listings and your wins um and really just like everything that you're doing as a team and then, you know, the other half is like an area for you guys to just also have fun with it. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, develop a few series. I think that's a great way to approach a, a okay. team account, like create a series on maybe, um, you know, like frequently asked questions that, you know, you're receiving from your clientele as a whole. Um, and then put that into like useful video content that can go onto that platform in addition to now your listing focused content. Yeah. Um, so that it's like, I'm still getting some value from this account. I'm not only seeing in contract, closed, et cetera. Like I'm still yeah. learning. So it just goes back to that framework, like shareable, valuable, authentic. So it's just, instead of being authentic to one person, is it authentic to the mission and the vision of that company or that team? Yeah. Um, and so like, if you don't have a mission statement, then that's where I would like revisit that part. But odds are you do, right? And it's yeah. on like, you know, giving the highest caliber of service to your clients. And so like, what's the way that you can do that by offering them some value in the form of like a series on that social account? Yeah. Um, so different ways, but just like, don't lose the human in the, the in, in thinking that it's like more of a corporate account because you yes. want, you want engagement there. Yeah. And I, it's so funny. Cause I, when you said Giselle, um, she's doing kind of some series with Glenda Baker and that's like the exact person I think about for, well, Ryan's probably number one. Number two is <laughs> Glenda Baker. I mean, just look at her. Like, I guess you would never think like a 60 year old Southern woman from Atlanta, Georgia would be the number one real estate agent on, on TikTok. But it's like, yeah. you think about it and she's very authentic to who she is. You know, she's got the branding with the stars. Oh, my stars, like her little sayings and stuff. Um, and just, you know, consistency with her videos and hooks and stuff, you know, it's like, it does make sense. It doesn't matter who you are. You don't have to be, you know, this like bombshell Instagram model to get famous on or like go viral or really at the end of the day to get business. Yeah. 
So I don't know. I think she's a, a good one to you follow. Know what? It's a, and that's a great example, right? It's like what set Glenda off was she was being really authentic. Like her, her initial videos were like talking about, you know, like her experiences with alcohol, like her divorce, her family. Like it was yeah. always so raw. Um, and it was just like funny and humorous in the way that she delivered it, but it also was always valuable. I think the one video that put her on the map um, was about how she got her first commission and then instead of investing it, like bought a car instead of a house. And then the house value now was like 1.2 million and then the car was worth nothing. And that was yeah. the first stories that she told that went viral. Um, and so really what it came down to is she committed to it and she was consistent. And it was great because she leveraged a time like COVID where it was really slow. Um, and so she was able to put that time towards it. And I know some agents are experiencing that right now because rates are so high and specific right. markets have really came to not a pause, but it's it's harder to find business um, right. in comparison to the way that it was this time last year. Mm -hmm. And so like looking at that downtime is just an opportunity to get consistent with something else. Yeah. Uh, so maybe it's not going to be as lucrative off the bat, but like, taking Glenn as an example, like she committed to the bit. She was yeah. like, I'm going to do this until it works. And what yeah. wasn't working, she would take note and then readjust. And she yeah. was super, super consistent with it. And it's funny, whenever I see her now, she still is like, I can't believe that this is happening with her. You know, yeah. um, she's so humble and down to earth, but at the same time, she's really learned how to use it to her business is benefit. Just yeah. kind of goes to show the power of social. Yeah. So, uh, like, I feel like one of the trends that I've been seeing lately is how, um, I, and I guess my question is just going to be like, what are your thoughts on this? Because uh, I think it's pretty, it's just, it's crazy kind of how it's exploded. But I feel like I've been seeing everybody just do like, basically where they, it's just a video of them just doing like a monotonous activity, like just driving in the car or just like sitting somewhere like working on their computer and then they have the captions, like some sort of hook with captions yeah. and then directs them to the comments. Um, is there, is there like a name for that technique at all? I know, but we talked about this in my thing the other day with yeah. you. I can't think of what it was called. It's like things are rolling. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I feel like that's kind of been like the trend. That's weird. That's one of them. And you know, and how I would kind of describe that is like, it tends to be like um, a seven to, ten, seven to 10 second clip with a hook call to action, driving you to the caption. And then it's really just like B-roll, right? It's like yeah. clips of you and your environment, like you're not really talking. Yeah. Um, and so that's working really well, especially on Instagram right now. Um, because, and I'll, I'll kind of break down some like things that are really, really working on that platform that maybe we can jump into TikTok in a second too. Yeah. Um, but Instagram's really been pushing lately seven to 10 second videos. Um, they're trending audios. So they've really been pushing trending audio and audios. And the reason why is like a lot of these people that are now creating these audios across all social platforms are also beginning to monetize off of that. Mm -hmm. So that's why audios are also sometimes important. Mm -hmm. um, and then, you know, having a longer format caption. So really giving a, being able to deliver value. Um, and then when you have a seven to 10 second video with just a hook, you're going to get stuck reading that longer caption. The video is going to continue to play. The platform is going to read, you know, read that piece of content as something that people are watching all the way through multiple times. And then yeah. it's going to start to be pushed out to more people because it's being shown as something that, 
you know, the platform at least is detecting is valuable content because people are getting stuck on it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that is a trending piece of content. I wouldn't say that's the only type of content that I would Right. Do. Yeah. What's great about it is you can do it on the fly. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I put a video on, um, and it's so funny. I, I told Casey about this not too long ago, but like my, we call it our end, but like my end is like, I love clubbing. Like I want to be a club DJ. Yeah. Um, and so I started <laughs> to do those like really short videos, like just using old videos for my camera roll, bring it onto TikTok, like putting a hook, writing things in the caption. I was talking about like best clubs in the world. Um, and then I woke up one day. I know too, like, you can mention. Yeah, I, ha I know. I'm going to need, I'm have to do a North Carolina series for you. Um, <laughs> But I, I woke up one day and I had over 4 million views on a video and 20,000 new followers. And then yeah. now I just am consistent with it. And I, I have people reach out to me. And it's funny because I have DJs reaching out to me, asking me to use their songs. And then we follow each other on Instagram. And I'm like, let me know when you're in New York. Like, I'm happy to find you a short-term rental or, you know, a pied-a-terre when you're here. And like, it's funny. Um, you can just kind of drive business out of posting the content that you like are really passionate about. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but back to where we were talking about is like short form video and just like using your camera roll. Totally. Just get organized. Like every time you're out and you shoot content, like that night, take like 10 minutes and like put things into albums on your phone and you'll like be so much happier when yeah. you like see a trend on social that you want to jump on because you know where everything is. Yes. That's actually a good little hack. Um, and I utilize this a lot. I'm very organized with my my photo albums and or like with my photos in my phone I organize stuff into everything and I go through every week and like delete delete old stuff or like delete stuff that I can't use or whatever um or or like I have a whole like real estate little folder that I can quickly get to or like even like important documents like I fortunately I got a speeding ticket the <laughs> other day but I'm like you know, I was able to pull up my insurance real quick and, and I don't know, instead of yeah, like yeah. looking around for it. Um, but yeah, I mean, like you said, it's just easy to like save little things like that. And then, you know, you could probably just pull it up, create a hook and, and a caption and find the trending audio. And Actually, that's a question I have. Yeah. Uh, what yeah, I was going to ask, what's the best way to find the trending audio? Yeah. Great question. Um, and so the first, and this is what I can send over to you guys too. Maybe we can like include this and like, they're like a copy of this or when it's posted, like yeah. I subscribe to a few things and not even paid subscribes, but like there are um, a ton of websites right now that are like just showing you weekly trends, like later.com. They do a great trend, uh, trend roundup every week of like trending audios. Um, Trendzip is another platform. They'll outline what are trending audios. But also just like be a user of the platform too. If you're not using the platform, then, and you're just kind of trying to grab a trending audio post and throw it up and then log right off, like it's not going to reward you. Um, so things that you can just start to notice, like once you hear the same audio twice, when you're on, on a scroll within the, the same like five, 10 minute period, like that's for you to realize, okay, multiple people are using this. And yeah. you go and you click the sound and see how many videos are attached to that sound. Mm -hmm. If it's like a low number of videos still, like it's like under 10,000, but you've already began to see it multiple times, that means that it's something that is probably going to continue to blow up. Yeah. Um, whereas like if it's an audio that's at this point saturated with like hundreds of thousands of videos, like 
it still is a trending audio you can use, but you might see more success by like trying to find those like newer trending audios. Yeah. So to do that really, you just need to be using the platforms mm -hmm. um, and then also follow creators like on TikTok and Instagram. I follow like a bunch of just like um, trend alert and like social media managers that are just dedicate their time day in and day out to like yeah. identifying these. Um, and all you have to do is like type in like trend alert um, or right. just like trending audios onto the platforms and then find a few creators that like you like the way that their style of content is and then just follow them and then, yeah. you know, use them as a free resource to you. Yeah, I like that. That's a good tip. Um, what about like hashtag strategy? I just, I yeah. feel like I hear so many conflicting answers on that. Is there like really a good, I mean, obviously you want to give yourself like some, you know, relate, like related to whatever you're talking about, but like number of hashtags, that's yeah, where it kind of gets dicey. Yeah. What I've heard and what I've seen is like, not that hashtags are really dying, but they used to be the only way to kind of search for content in a specific like niche uh -huh. where it's not the case anymore. Um, and the reason is because these platforms have gotten so smart that when you're using captions on Instagram or TikTok and um, or when you're writing out your caption now, like the pl platform can pick up the keywords that you're either speaking about or writing about that um, hashtags are not really used as frequently, um, mm -hmm. but they're still important from like an SEO standpoint. So like, I usually say like three to five hashtags, make sure that they're relevant. Um, maybe three of them are very broad and then two of them are very specific. Mm -hmm. um, and then you're also consistently using the same or similar hashtags depending upon the type of content. Okay. Um, and then really you're just placing these keywords in the video. So if you're talking about luxury real estate, like make sure you spell out luxury real estate in your caption copy or you add your location in the caption copy yeah. um, or on the video. Like if you're using the same word in like three different places, then that's going to help you rank for that term. Think about yeah. it like search engine optimization on a website. If you mm -hmm. have like North Carolina real estate agent in multiple locations, as people start to search for that, then they're going to pick up your yeah. site more frequently than someone else's. So same thing on social content. Got it. Okay. So you're saying tag the picture and then put it in your description. and then Yeah, exactly. Like figure out like what your main keywords are here that, you know, people are going to be searching for on social. So if, if someone's searching luxury real estate, like let's make sure that like, you know, New York City luxury real estate is somewhere in that video caption copy. It's somewhere in the physical, I'm saying physical, but somewhere in the written like, copy when you post it um and then it's you know on screen like as many places you can just try and make sure that that keyword is there yeah okay and then um gosh i just had a question and i'm like blanking on it now um i have oh. a question for you but you go ahead go ahead okay i just thought of it well before i forget okay and then my <laughs> other i guess kind of related to social media too it seems like you know how, I guess in the in Instagram specifically in the insights, it would tell you like when your users were or audience was most active, like yeah. best time of day to post. Does that like, do they, does, does Instagram really even take that into account anymore of like best time of day to post um, depending on the day? Like, is that, is that even a thing anymore? Still important. Okay. Yeah. And the main reason is, is because um, 
the like when you think of like an algorithm the social algorithms like your initial engagement on a post um doesn't always but for the most most of the time it will dictate how much the platform is going to continue to show that piece of content to people mm -hmm. so if you're posting at a time where more users are active on the platform then you'll have a stronger level of initial engagement when that post goes live okay. so that more people will start to see it whereas if you go on you're posting at 4 a.m or, or midnight on a tuesday um, less people are going to see that initial post and then it's not going to carry through as strongly the next yeah. day. Um, so I think that's still important. Um, what, uh, what tools do you recommend for finding that since it's not in the Instagram app anymore? It still is. It's just, oh, it kinda, is? it's still, it's just kind of hidden. Yeah. Um, you have to like navigate over to like your followers and then scroll down and then active times is there. Um, oh, okay still there on all platform and like sometimes it's like instead of going somewhere else and like looking up the best times like let the platforms tell you because they know and so right those insights like, they go over to followers and it's over there or yeah like we can when we're in instagram right now and you go to that professional dashboard um wow. you should be able to just like hop right over to your uh you know yeah. your account um or might have been changed now where it's like total followers yeah and then if you scroll down, um, it'll tell you their most active time by day of the week. Okay. So it's still there. Um, and usually like post an hour before that most active time. Yep, it is. Oh, post an go. hour before. Okay. Yep. Because then people are going to start jumping on. And the most active times, like they're, we, sometimes we overcomplicate them. Like Mondays, it's Monday evening because the weekend ended, the first workday was rough. You're back online and you're just in that aimless scroll on a monday whereas friday like people are going out after work so they're not on social as much as they might have been friday morning when they're making yeah. plans for the weekend ahead yeah so it's intuitive um but definitely recommend checking that out and it's so funny how much it differs though on instagram and TikTok. like instagram my audience is up early and then TikTok, my audience is our night owls and they're actually 3 p.m yeah they want me to post later there um, <laughs> But yeah, so that's, it's still important. Uh, comments are important too. If people start commenting on your post within that first hour, respond back to those comments, like yeah. keep the conversation going because then it brings people back to your posts. Yeah. Um, and so you just want to like get as many eyes and initial views on a piece of content so that it can be pushed out to more. Nice. Love it. Okay. What question did you have for us? I was just going to ask you guys, like, what do you think is like the most challenging thing when it comes to social right now that like you've either heard from like other guests or people on your team or people that you work with? Like what tends to be a common theme of like a struggle? I'll let you go first, Casey. Um, it's a mixture of I don't want to be in people's faces. I've heard that from people on my team. Like I don't want to be that person that's always on social media to just being at like figuring out what content they're going to post hmm. next. Gotcha. Figuring yeah. out the contact and making it usable for everything. Yeah. Or something people want to look at. Yeah. Got it. How about you, Allie? Uh, for me personally, um, it's just like time value. Like uh, I have a, a social media manager that helps me with um, graphics and then like just even just uploading stuff as well. Um, I would say probably for my team though, it's, it's the fear of 
putting yourself out there. I think yeah. the same. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely a mindset shift. I, I mean, I did, I did the same thing, um, you know, when I started doing this four years ago, but. I mean, I came from an education background where I tried to hide everything I did and from social media. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely a mindset shift. Hey, I have to be here every day. So yeah. it's so worth it though. Cause that's where most of my business has come from now is, is social media. I just so, could hear you say that because that like shows the power of of the platform. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy you said that. But yeah, I think that and I, I was kind of assuming that'd be the answer that it's like overcoming that mindset tends to be the biggest problem. Yeah. And so with teams, I think like something I always recommend for teams to do is like set up some time where you're doing it collectively as a group. And maybe yeah. that's the content that's going up on that team page for now. Right. Yeah. So it's something that is like, you know, less people maybe maybe are seeing it. Um, it gives you that opportunity to practice and like it's a team bonding activity too, creating social content with each other because it's, it's funny, right? Like right. Um, we laugh at each other, but not in a, not in a bad way, just like it's because we, we realize that we're all having the same struggles. Um, so usually having that like time block, I think, to initially overcome it. And then once you start to see a piece of content work as a team, then I think sometimes that gives individuals more of the confidence to then at least take that practice and apply it individually to their own accounts um, because you finally can see something that's working, right? It takes one video um, to work and then you become addicted to it because yeah. you're like, wow, I was able to reach a lot of people with this and yeah. now I just want to keep doing this. Um, yeah. Sometimes if you're having that, that issue where it's like team members aren't feeling as confident with it, then, you know, combat it as a group and then leverage that team page where the risk is just so much lower because right. most of the people that are probably following that team page or past clients or other real estate agents, like people that like, you know, it's, it's, it's not your personal network, right? It's not your ex-boyfriend from college <laughs> that like, yeah. wants to see this video because you think <laughs> yeah. you're embarrassed by it. Um, so try it there and then you know, build up the confidence to start doing it more on your own socials. But yeah, this is a way to kind of see it. But, you know, I know it's, I know sometimes people say it's not for everyone, but then figure out a different channel. You know, yeah. LinkedIn is also a really, 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 you know, beneficial outlet um, yeah. for finding new clientele. And that doesn't necessarily need to be a platform that you're constantly showing up on your face with. You can just learn how to leverage it from a connection and conversation standpoint. Yes. You yeah. Have to put the time. Yeah. Definitely with you on that. Yes. Those are, uh, that was a, yeah, those are great little gems in there. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. I hope so. If there weren't, Ryan's going to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess how can we, you know, as we're wrapping up here, how, uh, how can our audience uh, like stay connected with you? We, I'll put your um, information back up. Um, but like if they, how can people work with you? I guess we should say. Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, always happy to kind of answer like case by case questions and strategy questions over social or email. Um, and, you know, also being a part of the cell excellent community. So, mm -hmm. you know, right now, um, it, you know, anyone can really kind of sign up to join that community. Um, mm -hmm. And so that's something where we're constantly doing these workshops and webinars as it relates to social. Um, you know, I do one every month actually just on like tactical, like here's how to create Instagram reels. Here's how you should be using TikTok right now. Yeah. Um, so being a part of the community too is something that everyone is always invited to. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I'm always happy to kind of work 
work with anyone and figure out what the best solution would be. But, um, you know, email, social, get in contact with me and uh, we'll make it happen. But thanks love for letting it. me on. You guys are great. I love yes. it. Yes. No, I appreciate you coming on. This was uh, very great um, information and great hacks, tips and tricks from you. So yes, thank you. Appreciate it. Anytime. Awesome. Anything for you and Casey. Oh, thank you. You're awesome, John. Uh, okay. Well, guys, uh, don't be uh, or don't forget to follow us on. We're now on Apple and Spotify podcast. So uh, follow us on there and, you know, hit that little alert button. So, you know, when our podcasts, um, you know, hit the market, I guess, kind of like a listing. <laughs> uh, and yeah, we'll be on next week. Any other announcements, Casey? No. John, I'll see you next week. See you next week. I wish I was seeing you this weekend, but we'll get you at the next one. I know. I know. I wish the next one I would definitely be at. There so. you go. Awesome. Good. Um, well, thank you again, John. We appreciate your time. We know you're busy. So yes. thank you again. Good luck this weekend. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Great to see you. Uh, awesome.